It is great to see you here on this fantastic Hawkspace summer day. There is no other place that would rather live in this world. Amen? Oh, come on. First place in the world to see the new day. And it is a great privilege to have my uh, close friend, uh, Kerry Bruton here. does an amazing job. I just want to share the word with you just for a few minutes. I know it's hot, and, uh, but I really got, I feel I've got a word of God placed in my spirit uh, that I want to bring to you as a church. And uh, I'll finish it off next week anyway. So one of the, uh, I want to share with you, it starts off in Luke chapter 9 and verse 51. And one of the things that we know, we, as we start to read around this story, is as Jesus has begun his ministry on earth, and uh, we know in Luke chapter 4 that Jesus said, he decrees his mission on earth, the, for the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel and open up the eyes of the blind and, and therefore. And so Jesus, uh, he has begun his ministry on earth. And can you imagine the, um, the talk of the town, so to speak, that this man starts to come and he's talking about a whole new kingdom and he's starting to see things that have never been seen before. He's starting to do things and st- rumors start to move around. And uh, one of the things that you sometimes see is uh, Jesus, the Bible describes him as, as a friend of sinners. Uh, sometimes you hear him reclining at the table. But in this, uh, in this particular story, it starts off here. And it says in verse 51, now, that, now it came to pass when the time had come for him. Friends, there is a time. There is a time that comes in our life. There is a season that, some to- that's, that at some point of, in your life, the time will come for you. The Bible says the time had now come for him to be taken up, for him to be received up. And he, said, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. This time here, Jesus, um, something shifted in his life. The Bible says, we just read there, that he steadfastly set his face. Something inside Jesus changed up again. He knew what his mission on earth was. That was quite clear, and he declared that in Luke chapter 4. But something shifted inside of his spirit. One of the things that you know in your life is like there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. There is a time where your life seems to engage in a set mission. Jesus has shifted out of reclining at the table mode. The Bible talks about where they were reclining at the table and eating. Jesus has shifted out of play mode. He has shifted out of reclining mode. One of the things you'll find that there's times and seasons in your life, and you engage into a whole new season, you engage into a whole new set of purpose. One of the things that we notice here is something shifted inside Jesus. He knew at that time that his time had come. There was a time where you are aware of your purpose. You're aware of your sense of mission. There is a time when you, something inside of you engages and you step up and you focus into your life. He shifted out of reclining at the table mode to mission mode. You know, I was, um, I was working, I remember working with Pat. <laughs> and Pat's one of the most hardest workers. I'm so grateful for the, how, he, how, he, how he taught me. But there was a time for having lunch, but there was a time for shifting into gear to, to moving in, 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 when you're in mission mode. When somebody is in mission mode, they are, become incredibly focused. Their whole world, they become like a different person. I remember my dad, when dad got into mission mode, you know, there's dad at the table and dad handing out presents and dad handing out lollies and 
dad joking around, but when dad was in mission mode, everything shifted, the whole house changed, everything. How many dads and mums know what I'm talking about? How many tradespeople know what I'm talking about? When you engage into mission mode, something shifts. When dad got into mission mode, the vacuum cleaner came out. It didn't matter what was lying around. It didn't matter what you tried to say to him. Nothing. Just He was on mission mode. I mean, people can imagine that. Anything that was on the ground got sucked up. Anything. Anything that was lying around got chucked into a bag. He was on mission mode. He was focused. It didn't matter. Even the way he spoke started to change. Like, Dad was no longer the, hey, Dad, play with the kiddies mode. That was not the time to ask him for an ice cream. You knew that if you'd been slack in an area, if you'd left something out, you weren't going to hear nice dad. You are going to hear focused, mission-minded dad. Yeah. You all know what I'm talking about. You know, there's a time when you shift gear, when you change and shift inside of your life. Everything shifts in the world around you. This is the mode that Jesus got into. Mission mode. One of the first things I want to encourage you today is that if you don't live a life with a sense of mission inside of your life, how boring would that be? Some people, they live their whole life reclining at the table mode. They live their whole Christian life enjoying the the benefits of what somebody has labored and prepared for and never, ever actually engage into mission mode. Never ever, they're aware of the mission that God has put before them, but never actually shift into a gear and get involved in it. One of the things I'm believing for us as a church right now, I believe that we have come through a season of, uh, I don't know the best way to describe it really, but it's almost like it would have been through a tough time. And so some people, when they get into, into a tough season, they stay in licking wound mode. They stay in a mode of licking wounds. They've been through a hard time. Somebody wasn't nice to them. Somebody let them down. Somebody did something to disrupt their life in some way. And for so many people, either they live their life in reclining at the table mode, or they live their life as licking my wounds mode. And I believe that we're shifted through a season now in the church as we come into a new year, that we've got to re-engage out of reclining at the table mode, out of looking our wounds mode, and into a place of mission mode. Friends, God has got a mission for you and I as Bay City to accomplish. God has got a mission for you as a believer to walk in and fulfill. When I reflect back, when I reflect back on the, um, the great things that God has done through us as a church, it came because we engaged into mission mode. When somebody, when, when the Holy Spirit moved, when God spoke into a person and they responded and ignited, amazing things happened through their life. I remember looking back and thinking about Jim. Jim, just when something ignited inside of his life and he got into mission mode, sure he had weaknesses, sure he had failures, but God moved powerfully through his life. And I believe that history has been changed in the world because of one man stepping up and engaging mission mode. I know for Pastor Mike and Pastor Joy, uh, been through a a fair share of trials and and weaknesses, but when the call of God comes upon you and something inside of you shifts into mission mode, mission mode sort of shifts everything else around you. 
And I'm so grateful now we don't need, we can reflect on that. It's often we, we reflect and talk about how many lives have been impacted because somebody shifted into mission mode, out of wounded mode, out of reclining at the table mode, and stood up and responded to the call of God upon their life. And I look back in, 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 into our own lives with Kate, and uh, there was a difficult time, but God tapped us on the shoulder and said, I want you to go to Pakistan. And I reflect back nearly every day now to hear and to see the thousands and the millions of people, especially Muslims, that are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are finding hope. We are, I believe, a shape in the course of history just because, not because we're the smartest people in the room or anything like that, but because God tapped us on the shoulder and said, I am calling you, go. Sure, it was difficult. I remember, Kate, do you remember those times when we were flying? I can't even stand the heat anymore. It's like after working with Pat, I can't drink, I can never ever drink a slow coffee. Pat was in mission mode. Every time I have a coffee now, I just slurp it back and where's the next thing to eat? You know? I remember in Pakistan, it's like there's some costs that you've got to pay, but the cost of the mission far outweighs the benefit, far outweighs the reward. Jesus gets here into mission mode. Jesus in this place gets into mission mode. And, he say, and so he set his face, he steadfastly set his face, he focused on where he was heading to. One of the first things you've got to do, you've got to have a sense of vision, you've got to have a sense of purpose, you've got to understand what you are called to. Jesus knew that Jerusalem, sure there was going to be glory, but there was going to be some pain. But beyond that pain, beyond, beyond the cross, there was going to be a realm of glory that was going to open up for every believer that followed him. I want to encourage you today. The price that you've got to pay to follow Jesus Christ, there is a price that you've got to pay. But when you get involved in mission, when you get in part of his mission, something, uh, look, I tell you now, I reflect back on my life, I look at other people's, their lives, look at what, what God has been able to do in my life. Sing, sing about the dead being raised and be able to stand up in front of thousands of people and preach the gospel and, and shift the course of history over. And, and I listened to it. I thought, yeah, I remember the pain, but my goodness, my life is filled. I remember the pain of lying on the floor. God, God, I want to go home. <laughs> this is dumb. Uh, but when I reflect back now, I see, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord, that I was a part of that. Thank you, God, that I had a part to play in your mission of building your kingdom here on earth. Oh, come on, if you want to give the Lord a shout of praise, you can do that. So Jesus gets into mission mode, and he sends his messengers before his face. And they went to a, entered into a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, so the disciples were really upset about that and said, Lord, should we call down fire upon them and burn them all up? And he said, no, 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 you don't want to do that. That's not a good thing. I haven't come to destroy people. I've come to give people life and a hope. I don't care if they haven't received me. I still believe in them. I still love them. And I still believe that there's a future for them. So he carries on. And then they go along. And it has in verse 37. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road. In the book of Matthew, it says that a scribe, a certain scribe came to him and said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you will go. Can you imagine the, uh, the excitement, the stirring that must have been going on within that whole region at that time? 
this man called Jesus, this man of the Spirit, the man that proclaimed a, 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 this new type of kingdom, this man that could open up the eyes of the blind, that could heal the leper, that could do all these amazing things. Can you imagine the excitement that must have been around people? People, the, the, the name of Jesus would have started to got out, started to move out into society. And this particular scribe, he heard about Jesus. And he came to, Je- come to Jesus and said, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you will go. And Jesus said to him, he said, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What I don't believe that is here saying is that Christians should not own houses. Let's not misinterpret that. God wants you to have a house, all right? What we've got to understand, and then the, then the next one comes along in the Bible, and Matthew describes him as a disciple. And he said to another, follow me. You look at the difference between the two. The first one comes and says, I will follow you. The second one comes, and Jesus said, follow me. And then another one says, uh, another one said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell to those who are at my house. And Jesus said to him, One, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. So the other one, he says, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I want to speak over the next little while, not just today, but next week, about being fit for the kingdom of God. If you are fit for the kingdom of God, you can also be unfit for the kingdom of God. I remember trying to get, climb on my boat when I was in the river, and I used to be able to spring out of the river on top of my boat. No problem at all, but this particular time, it was much harder than it used to be. And I have nightmares about it, thinking I'm not as fit as I used to be. I had a bad dream about that. You all know what I'm talking about, you know, you The word fit he is talking about there means to be useful. In other words, he is saying, no one having put his hand, you've already got your hand on the plough, and you turn back, you get distracted over here, is fit for the kingdom. Oh God, you can either be fit for the kingdom, or you can be unfit for the kingdom. And I believe many people are called, and you see these three guys here. All of them came to Jesus. But actually, Jesus was very firm on all of them. None of those requests sounded unreasonable. But when Jesus is in mission mode, when Jesus is in mission mode, he's focused, he's determined. So the first one, we look at the scribe. The, the scribe, the Bible, the Bible's talked about scribes, they were very articulate type of people. They knew the scripture. In fact, they even wrote and translated the scripture and they copied the scripture. So they were very detailed, articulate people. I would imagine this particular individual was a very, very calculated man. I would also be so bold to suggest that he was an opportunist. He was an opportunist. And that he, he would have been the type of person that wanted to present himself well, wanted to see himself elevated within society. And when he, can't, when he sees Jesus, when he hears about Jesus, he sees he's interested not really in the mission of Jesus. He's not interested in the mission of Jesus, I believe. I believe he is this. I believe he is an opportunist looking for a way to elevate his position and status in life. One of the things you'll find with um, being a follower of Jesus, there are some very cool things that happen. <laughs> 
when you go, your people can like you. People want you. And it's, it's, it, these sort of things happen. But actually, these are not the things that we are looking for. These are not the, that, that is not the reward that God has for you. God, the reward that God has for you, fulfilling his mission, is much greater than that. So this guy sees Jesus as an, op- as an opportunity to elevate his status and position in life. One of the things, you have a look on Facebook, you don't have to see very far, that people use Jesus or they use the name of Jesus to elevate their position in life. Jesus is not telling him about not having a house. No, 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 no. No. Friends, it's not about looks, it's not about who you are, what you don't have, or anything about that. This is about being fit for the kingdom. Somebody can be likable. Somebody can be impressive sounding. Some of you tradesmen, you remember, you know, you, you have somebody, they come out, they've got their new belt on, they've got all the, you know, the flash gear, they've got the flash tools, they look the part. <laughs> but they're absolutely useless for work. They sound good. Yeah, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. But actually when it comes to the mahi, when it comes to fulfilling the mission, they're more inclined to recline at the table. (laughs) Oh, that that, that hurts. I've got a sore back, I need to go to the physio. You know, church is just the same. God has got a holy calling. You know this guy, this man, the second one Jesus calls. Jesus called him. Jesus called him just like he did the other disciples, the other apostles. He said, come, follow me. You look at the two words that both of these guys say. Let me first. Me first. First, the, 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 um, the first guy he calls. It's a holy calling. Think about that. Jesus, the Son of God, presents this man with a holy calling. He shoulder taps him, just like he did to me, just like he did with Pastor Mike, just like he did with Jim, just like he does with every person or many people here. Shoulder taps you and he says, come, follow me. Be a part of my mission on earth. Be a part of my mission. Follow me, friends. The call of God is still alive today. God is still calling you. Jesus is still calling you as an individual. He is still calling us as a church today to come and follow him. And I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you into somebody that the world will just... I'll make you. Friends, I'm just going to kind of close it up right now so the music team can come up. Friends... You may be here for the first or second time. You're not here by accident. I believe that God has called you to this place. Many of you have come to church for a long time, but maybe you've been hurt or wounded and you're still in licking wound mode. You're still in, oh, I need to go to the physio. I've got to sort of back. I've got to... Oh, come on. It's time to mahi up. It's time to engage and get them back into mission mode. For some people, we've got into the mode of reclining at the table, just enjoying the Enjoying the wine, enjoying the blessing that comes from the pulpit, enjoying the, the blessing of God, enjoying the benefits. But I know that there are people here today, and there is a call of God upon your life. Jesus has called you, just like this particular guy. Follow me. That man could have been a mighty apostle. The problem was this it's me first. 
me first. That, my friends, Pastor Mike was preaching on the other week. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like he said the other day, that's the core conflict on the world. Whose will will be done? Whose will will be done? Who's going to have the final say? Who's going to yield and who's not? Friends, I believe this, that God has called us as a church, as individuals, but also as a collective, as a family, representatives of a powerful king to bring his kingdom here on earth and to Hastings and to Hawke's Bay, to New Zealand, to the nations of the earth again. Today he's calling you. Today he's calling me. Fresh. Engage into mission mode again. Get out of licking our wounds mode. Get out of reclining at the table. Shift into its mission mode again. Friends, we've got a short time on earth. We've got a time, we've got a space to fulfill that mission. Just like Jesus, he set his face, steadfastly set his eyes upon Jerusalem. Is it going to be tough? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can guarantee, I can promise you it's going to be tough. But I can promise you this, that one, when you die and you stand before the Lord, you will receive a welcome into heaven and you will receive a great reward. I can also promise you this, that you'll be able to reflect back on your life, the pain and the difficulty, and look at what God has been able to do just because you said yes. And you'll get the most wonderful sense of fulfillment. Remember, just talking to Jim, and he said, if I did nothing else ever in the world again, my life is full. And our Pastor Mike and Joy, we're so grateful for the price that you guys have paid so that we can just come into a building like this, that we can have the opportunity to receive from you, to receive the grace upon your life, to, to be benefactors of the incredible value that you've created in the world. We're grateful for that. And imagine that as you reflect back on your life, is it worth it? Is the price worth it? Why don't you just stand to your feet, lift your eyes, lift your hands, close your eyes, lift your hands. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for every family, every individual that is represented in this place here today. Thank you, Jesus, that as you called your disciples, Today, you're calling us again. Today, we thank you, Jesus, that your mission has still not changed, and that you have released your Holy Spirit upon us with the same anointing that you were anointed with, that Luke 4.18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're the same today. Jesus, today, We hear you calling us again. We hear you calling us as a church again to rise up, get out of reclining mode, get out of licking wound mode to engaging in mission mode. Father, we thank you for this year of opportunity that you have in front of us today. God, today we make a decision to respond to your call, to respond to your mission. I encourage you today, friends, Jesus is calling you. I wonder what mission that God has got you. That same mission of Jesus Christ 
Will you respond to him today? Or will you stay in requiring God? Lord, I thank you for every person. I pray that you would speak to them, that you would lift them up, that you would lift us up to a church as a new level. You would once again breathe upon us. Let us shake the nations again in Jesus' name. Let us shake this community. Let us shake the nation of New Zealand one more time again in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give him a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. Encourage you again to come along next Sunday. We're going to just move along a bit more. Fit for the kingdom. Make a decision that this week you're going to be fit for the kingdom. You're going to not just receive the benefits, but you're going to engage and you're going to become a value creator. You're going to be a value to the kingdom. You're not just going to look flash and sound flash, but you're going to be good for the mahi. You're going to be good for the world. Come on, the earth will shake. The earth will shake and tremble before him chase yes. will break as heaven and earth sing holy is your name holy is your name of Jesus yes. Jesus Jesus the earth will shake and tremble Oh, him chase will break as heaven and earth sing. Holy is your name. Holy, holy is your name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The earth will shake and tremble before him. this morning that your name would be exalted. Amen. Your name would be exalted in our lives, in the city, this nation and beyond. In Jesus' name. We give you all the glory, Jesus. I speak your blessing over every family Amen. represented here today in Jesus' name. Jesus. Be with them today, Lord. Speak to them. Thank you. Thank you.